Welcome to Life Pod. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Mike Caden. Mike, are you ready to do this? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you on. Let's go. Mike is the founder and CEO of Red Circle. They're an organization empowering the podcasting community with powerful tools to support them in their efforts to grow, earn money, and be heard. Mike, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I'm the founder and CEO of this company. We've been building it for about four years. Uh, prior to this, I was a software engineer working in the tech industry and sort of got to a, a stage where I was working at a big company that was a you know, ultra capitalist company and just sort of in, in meetings all day doing other people's work and, and decided I need to go out and build something uh, on my own. Um, and you know, importantly, using the skills I learned in technology to build something that was a fundamental good in the world. And um, what we do is we help podcasters to be heard, to grow their audience, to make money on what they do. Um, and a big part of the mission of the company is to help ensure that podcasters that are not, you know, Joe Rogan or the New York Times or CNN, the biggest publishers that are in this space, the, the indie podcasters, the middle class podcasters are the ones that we try to support. Um, and so we're on a mission to sort of make sure that those folks get their due uh, in the space as it grows. Uh, personally, I'm a I'm a dad of uh, one kid and, and a husband. I live in Boston and, um, uh, you know, our team is remote. So, so our whole company is everywhere. Love it. Middle class podcasters. That's that's a great term. I I I I not heard that. I imagine that that's ninety nine percent. Well, like I guess there needs to be a bottom end of that too. So <laughs> yeah, it's actually relatively small. I mean, there's maybe fifty thousand podcasts that are out there that we would call middle class. There's a lot of beginners who we also help, and our our product is free for beginners. If you have one podcast and you just want to get it out in the world, it's free and easy to use. Um, but the middle class is sort of folks who have okay, I'm a little bit bigger. I have a few people listening. I've gotten good at what I do, and um, and our product is really well designed for for that class of podcaster. Right on. So what was it four years ago? You were you're you're in this wonderful company, but feeling like you're a little restricted. You're like podcasting. I'm gonna get into podcasting. <laughs> yeah, well, I've been a podcast listener for forever. I mean, I had uh, you know, a podcasting app in the mid two thousands, you know, when when podcasting was just beginning to become popular or just beginning to exist. And uh, I've always been a listener. I've always been an auditory person. When I was a kid, I used to fall asleep with books on tape, you know, in my room. And so I've just always been obsessed with this medium. And, uh, you know, when I left the company I was at before and I was looking for something new, I went and explored a bunch of different opportunities. And, the you know, it was a bunch of um, money grabs that just didn't feel like something I could get excited about. Um, but I did interview at a couple of companies that were in the so-called like uh, creator economies or companies that were helping uh, independent creators, YouTubers, folks on Twitch, podcasters, uh, Instagram influencers, all these kinds of folks that are sort of new digital um, you know, business owners that I think are a super interesting segment of the economy that need tools to support this kind of work as our economy becomes more and more digital. Um, you know, folks go from, you know, selling uh, uh, Avon makeup to um, to becoming a, a makeup influencer or, you know, instead of being a, a local music teacher uh, in your town or community, you're, you're making YouTube videos uh, to educate thousands. Uh, I think those kinds of uh, small businesses are a really interesting group uh, to support. And that's sort of, I got excited about that. I combined that 
with what I was up to listening to podcasting for forever. And that just sort of brewed this, this business. I found myself up at two in the morning, coding something up, reading industry, uh, uh, trade press. You know, I was having a baby at the time. It wasn't a great time to start a business, but I just became uh, obsessed and, you know, th- this happened. If you want something done, give it to a busy person, Mike. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I, I think that that's awesome, and it's certainly this super fascinating, exciting time where the the Avon salesperson can all of a sudden become they. We we have the ability to create a, an account on YouTube to 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 really create our own media empire, and. Yeah. And it's an awful lot. A lot of it's probably distracting. How are you? How are you thinking about that? It's we want to make good decisions and utilize our resources because it's finite. I have finite time, attention, and money. I can't do everything. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I uh, w- one of the things we've noticed over the course of the pandemic, uh, people were quite nervous about podcast listening and sort of where that would fit in people's lives, right? Because people became. Uh, much more at home, less time commuting, less time going to the gym. And, you know, some of those patterns have reverted at this point. But um, what we found is like podcast listening has become uh, such an ingrained habit for the the pod, for the typical podcast listener that they found space in their lives for this. A lot of folks think of podcasting uh, as entertainment, but many folks think of it as a as an opportunity for learning and for growth, right? I mean, if you're a listener to this show, um, I'm sure you're listening for some entertainment value, but you're also like listening to the speakers that you bring on to get a feel for what they have to say, and maybe you can learn something from it. A lot of folks think about podcasting in an almost aspirational way, as almost like eating their vegetables uh, and going back to class. And so, um, I consider podcasting to be something that helps get in the way of that distraction. It's not the uh, two seconds of, uh, of, of, of brain uh, chemistry that you get from swiping through TikTok for an hour, uh, two, two seconds per video. Uh, it's more deeper, you know, harder thinking, longer thinking um, that can be something that I think is important for everybody to center in in their lives. And so as a listener, I try to find, you know, time and space, whether it's when you're doing the dishes or um, the whatever chores around the house or um, whenever else you can find, you know, 20, 30 minutes of time where, you know, maybe your hands are busy, but you can focus your mind. Um, that's the time, uh, you know, that, that, that's what's so different about this medium versus other ones that are primarily driven as a distraction economy. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's I think it's exciting when you're working with with podcasters. How do you how how does that conversation start? Is it what are you trying to accomplish? What are your goals for your show? Have you thought about these things? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times it depends on the size of the podcaster, right? When it's somebody who's just getting started. Um, a lot of podcasters are interested in how do I grow, right? They they are uh, doing the work. They've got something that that they think sounds good, and they've got some people listening. But it's really hard to to grow your audience if you don't have existing celebrity or a big social media audience or something. Then it's hard to figure out how to grow. So on the smaller side, that's like the primary thing people are concerned with. And then as they get bigger, a lot of times folks are interested in okay, how can I actually monetize this? How can I get rewarded for the hard work that? that I'm putting in. Um, and then of course, at the very, very beginning, there's folks who are just like, how do I, what are the nuts and bolts for actually doing this? Right. What do I need in terms of equipment? What do I need in terms of software? How do I make this go? Um, and you know, we have a different conversation with the folks of all those different sizes. The number one thing that we say to everybody, regardless of the stage that you're at, if you want to be a good podcaster and you want to generate audience, you want to make money, or maybe you just want to generate audience, you don't care about money. 
the number one thing you need to do is produce good content, right? I can't help you grow your podcast if people aren't going to enjoy it or learn something from it or, you know, become, for lack of a better term, addicted to it. So they can create a habit around listening to your podcast every week. Creating good content is the number one thing. And so always that's uh, that's the starting point for our advice for folks is, okay, first, let's figure out what's your show about? Why are you uniquely good at making a show like that? And uh, how can we make sure that the content is so good and so compelling that people want to come back week after week? Got it. Makes sense. Does anybody ever say no? Like to making good content? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's lots of folks that are looking to, they see, you know, maybe they have a friend who's making a couple bucks on podcasting and they just want something, you know, quick and easy. And like everything in life, if you want to, you know, get value from it, you got to put in the work. Um, and sometimes that's a rude awakening for people for sure. Yeah. So as four years ago, and certainly much, much has changed, but much is probably still still the same. Have Has, has there been tech or I guess things that have come along, tools that have made it better or easier to grow a listenership, assuming that your podcast is a good show? Yeah, we have some stuff and and a bunch of other folks have really focused on what 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 has been shown to be like the most effective way to grow your podcast which is through cross promotion. Um if you have a podcast that's good but you need to gain access to other audience, putting your content or yourself in front of somebody else's podcast audience and talking about what you're doing and putting yourself out there is one of the most powerful ways to grow. And we've got some technology that helps sort of pair you up with other podcasts on our platform to do cross promotions in a semi-automated way. And then there's a couple other businesses that have spun up to do the same. So if you sort of Google around and say, you know, podcast cross promotions, um, you can look for some tools that can help with it. It's a really powerful way to grow. It's not like, you know, you're not going to double your audience overnight, but if you do that a couple of times and you really focus in and do a good job on it and you find podcasts that you think will be in really good alignment between your audience and theirs, we've got the data to show that it's very effective. Um, you know, we can watch and see listeners moving from one show to the other after we do one of these cross promotions. Um, and so, you know, that's that's why you see a bunch of kind of uh, mashups between YouTubers at the top as well, um, because they're all just trying to do the same thing. Uh, and in podcasting, it can be really effective. That said, you know, if you get somebody listening to your podcast and the content stinks, then they're not going to stick around, right? Or if you get somebody to listen once and you don't remind them, hey, you know, go into Apple Podcasts and press that subscribe button or uh, wherever you listen, um, that's another thing. Is you might be able to get people in the door, but you've also got to hook them and keep them coming back. Do you see a time where you'll have major podcast networks? What I'm thinking about is 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 YouTube. I could start a YouTube channel, make great videos, and be directly monetized by YouTube. And then you also have people that have started just doing their own ads and getting their own deals and sort of doing those in their video. Yep. You see something like that happening? Um, it's, I mean, it's somewhat similar to what Red Circle provides for podcasters that are large enough. Um, you know, Spotify, Apple, if you put those two companies together, they represent, I don't know, something like 80% of the places where people are listening um, without getting in too much into the business strategy, because I think it's outside of the scope for this interview. You know, I don't think Spotify is looking to pay podcasters unless they own the show. Uh, and Apple doesn't seem very interested in monetizing podcasting either. They've been kind of the benevolent dictator of the space for 15 years and haven't made any significant monetization moves either. Um, but there are companies like us, there's a few others that have spun up to help a creator to just sort of 
upload your content to us. We'll distribute it to the places where people listen for you. And every once in a while, you'll get an email that says, hey, here's an ad deal. If you want to make a couple hundred bucks, just read this script and upload it here. And we take care of the rest. Just somewhat like YouTube in that like the work is limited and actually monetizing the show. It's sort of taken care of by a technology platform. And um, and you just get the money deposited in your bank account at the end of the month. Um, there's also programmatic advertising, which is the kind of pre-recorded ads that you might hear on um, you know, Spotify or Pandora or something like that. And there are a bunch of businesses that can help set those up where you have to do no work at all. You just turn it on and you know those ads play. Uh, the, the disadvantage there is, of course, as the podcaster, you don't really have control over which specific ads are running. So, And each individual listener might get different ads. So um, in, in that scenario, you have a little bit less uh, control over uh, what kind of ads are playing. And then the last thing I'll say is, you know, a lot of podcasters use Patreon as well. We have a, a, a similar thing. I saw you have a, a buy me a coffee link in your podcast. I think, um, you know, you can ask for support from your fans. And uh, if you think about the value that you get from listening to a podcast, I listen to a couple of podcasts I've been listening to for, I don't know, 10 years every week. Uh, for an hour, an hour and a half, just think about how much like value that has brought to me in my life. And a lot of podcasters are sort of unwilling to ask their fans for support. Um, but I think it's like, you know, I used to be a singer and I would go, we would have concerts and our friends would come and we would ask for $5 and we didn't do anything with the money except, you know, buy a pizza afterwards and maybe like a new microphone. Um, but it, I don't, I don't remember any of my friends ever being like, nah, I'm not going to pay the $5. This is, this is whack. So, um, so generally speaking, you know, there's ways to make money besides advertising as well. Yeah. That's interesting. Right. What do you see as what 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 are you most excited about either for podcasting in general or both uh, and and just for what you're working on with with Red Circle? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, podcasting in general is going through like a serious expansion in terms of the business and the industry. Uh, the expectation is that the podcasting industry is going to be six billion dollars in total advertising spend in about three or four years. Uh, that was down at 300 million total advertising spend when we started the business. So we're very excited about that. Not because it's a big money-making opportunity for me. I mean, I guess I'm excited about that too. But the bigger thing is uh, I'm excited about most of those dollars going into artists' hands, right? Um, there's going to be businesses like mine that spin up that, that ride this wave, but all those dollars are going to be going to podcasters. And I think that's fundamentally a good thing. This medium is becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, you're you're seeing like you know high school teachers uh, in social studies having their kids create podcasts instead of writing a book report, um, you know, and we're seeing it be a thing that more and more people can say this is my job, um, and I'm very excited about that as the industry continues to grow. What I'm more excited about, and this relates more to our business, is historically most of that money, like I said, has gone to the largest publishers, the kind of enterprise companies that have podcast networks that use celebrities, um, but because of businesses like ours. Uh, because of a growing space uh, and more and more advertising dollars coming into the space needing to get deployed into podcasts that are not full of ads already, more and more of those dollars are going to make their way into independent creators' hands, which is very exciting and and and, and super uh, you know it, it energizing for me in the business that we're building. That's what we build. We build products to help make that advertising transition possible, where a brand can buy on five hundred middle class podcasters. Um, get better performance because those podcasters are more authentic and reading the ads, um, but still have their brand be safe and not pull their hair out with a million emails and spreadsheets to coordinate a campaign of that size. That's what we do. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know that I necessarily thought about that from a brand's perspective that they'd like to get their message out across 
many different podcasts, but the thought of going one one at a time is is pretty cumbersome. Yep. And that's how the industry is primarily done. It's done with PDFs and emails. And right here on my desk is a pile of checks in the mail that get sent to us. And you know, you can imagine if you're trying to do that to 500 individual podcasters uh, without any kind of automation or technology, uh, you're either going to spend a bunch of money on the people to pull that off or, um, or you're going to lose your mind <laughs> trying to do it with one or two people. So technology steps in and tries to find a solution without getting too big, like that job you were working at where you felt like it wasn't a good fit and remaining true to the values and everything else. Got to yep. walk, walk that tightrope, Mike. Yeah, exactly. And look, when, when, when there's an opportunity to build a business that's going to make, uh, that has a bunch of economic value and there's a money-making opportunity and you get to do a dance between that and something that's providing real value in the world instead of just like, you know, taking a cut of something and, and, and rent seeking, um, you know, that is, uh, something that I'm excited to be able to work on and something that, uh, that I'm glad uh, I was able to figure out how to do, you know, the, the independent podcasters that make money off our stuff, write to us all the time and say, Hey, you know, this, uh, this money has helped me pay for my kids college or this money has, uh, you know, I was in a tough time and this is, uh, really helped to make ends meet. And that's the kind of stuff that really energizes us in, in what we're doing and makes us glad that we're working on this instead of, you know, making the next computer chip uh, 10% faster or whatever kind of thing you can do with technology. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Particularly because you're so passionate about, about podcasting and you talked about books on tape and falling asleep to them back in the day. And that's right. Uh, that's awesome to be able to make a career out of it and to provide value to, to all parties involved. So well done. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Mike. How can people learn more about you and how can people engage with Red Circle? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way to do that is just to go to our website. It's redcircle.com. Um, if you want to find me at, at Twitter, it's probably the best place. It's just my first initial M and my last name, Kaden, K-A-D-I-N. Um, and you can find me there. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Mike your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to redcircle.com and check out everything that Mike is working on and find out if it's a good fit for you. If you're trying to start a show, or if you've already got a show and you're looking to bring in a little bit of money. And if you are an advertiser, do advertisers also come to you directly, Mike? I assume. Yeah, absolutely. So there's that as well. And then find Mike on Twitter. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Mike. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.